to the High Praises Church podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. While you're standing, two verses of scripture we want to look at today. One is the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28. The other is Hebrews chapter 13. We want to read these verses of scripture. Matthew 28, it says, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority. Everybody say all authority. Pastor made reference to this last week and he used this word and gave us the Greek, this word which is exousia. Jesus says all exousia, which is supreme authority. There's no other authority in other words. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And then Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You can be seated. In Matthew 28, Jesus tells us the kind of authority he has. He says that I have this exousia, I have this supreme authority. There's no other authority, but then it links, I believe, to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where he tells us, after you have received the Holy, the Holy Ghost, you shall have power. When you look at that scripture, that word power in, it, in the Greek is dunamis, and it simply means dynamite. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I got enough power to blow something up. Amen. In the spirit realm. Hallelujah. And so today, I want to talk about, we've gotten, we've got full coverage. Everybody say, I I have full coverage. Everybody say it again. Say, I have full coverage. I want to, I want to make sense of this. Um, When you, when you buy a vehicle, whether you paid cash for it or not, they ask you a question when you go to your insurance company and say, um, I need coverage on this vehicle. They'll say, do you want full coverage or do you want liability? I don't know about you, but I like full coverage on everything I have. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but when I was young and started working, I um, quickly found out that I needed to invest in a life insurance policy. And... um, I, I got this, I got Life of, Life of Georgia, whatever it was, and um, they came out, and um, I signed up a policy with them, and they gave me this little booklet, and I started reading through this booklet, and it was, it was good as long as the big words were there, but then it got to these little small, this little small print, and I ran into a problem then. I said, well, at the end of the day, all that matters is the dollar amount in, in case of my death and my family's going to get this amount of money in case of my death, and that's all that matters, and how much I pay a month. Well, I, I went on and got a, went to another company and got a life insurance policy, and, and, and I, I, I did the same thing. I, I don't know. I hope, I'm, I hope you don't think I'm a bad person. I just, I just figured as long as the dollar amount is what I want, and in case of my, my passing and my wife and children going to get what I got, that's all I needed. But something happened in the process of time. I had a car wreck that changed everything, it altered everything, it disabled me, 
and there was a clause in my insurance policy that I had no idea was there. Then I wish I would have read the policy, amen. Because if I had read the policy, I would have known that there was a benefit that would have worked in my favor. And God works in mysterious ways, and so he linked it up to where one day our agent calls and says, how are you doing? I said, yeah, you know I had a car wreck. He said, no, I didn't know that. He said, what's your situation? I said, well, I'm disabled. He said, well, there's a clause with our company. Let me check and see. And he called me back, and he said, yeah, you're fully covered. He said, you don't have to worry about something, this anymore. And, and, and praise God, the benefit works in my favor, my wife's favor, which saves us, saves us, saves us a lot of money. Amen. But only if I had read, read the small print would I have known, and it would have made a big difference. Either way, what I want to tell us is sometimes we read our Bibles, but there's some things in the Scriptures that we really need to pay a close attention to that will shift and change everything about our lives. Everything in the Word is so important. But do we really take it to heart? Do we really stand on that word? And do we really believe the word that it is what God says it is? Amen? And so I want to talk today that we have full coverage. We have full coverage under the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, our praise is, listen, we are living in the finished works of Calvary. We are living in the finished works of Calvary. Listen to me. You cannot increase upon Calvary, and you cannot increase upon the blood of Jesus Christ. What has already been done is done. It's it. Amen. There's nothing else we can add to or take away from what Jesus has already done for us. When Jesus finished, the Bible says he sat at the right hand of God, and he said, amen, it is finished. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches us this. It says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. This word remission gives us the word remitted. Remitted means to release from the guilt or the penalty of sin. But how many of you know Jesus is the only way that I can be released or removed from the penalty of the sins that I've committed. Nobody else could wash away what I've done. Nobody but Jesus Christ could, amen, release me from the guilt of it, amen, which is a conscious thing because there's many of us today that are free, but we walk in guilt and shame and defeat over things that we've done. But you need to know that Jesus has released you from it just like that. The moment that you said, Lord, I do, and Lord, come into my heart, and Lord, cleanse me and wash me and save me. Jesus removes the guilt from your life, but he not only removes the guilt from your life, he removes the penalty from the things that you've done in your life and some of you are not shouting because maybe you've done just a little bit, but in my life, I did a lot.
least what we think it's called, this place that we gather in the Bible, it's not talking about this place as a whole. In other words, when we hear the word church, God wants us to understand, I'm talking about you, the church. I'm talking about the believers. I'm talking about the body of Christ. That's the church that God is talking about when we hear this word church. He's talking about you and I, which in the Greek is called ekklesia. It simply means we are the called out ones of God. Amen. Everybody say, I'm called out by God. I'm called out by God. Amen. And so this is why I love it because you run into people sometimes that say, I got hurt by the church. And so what they do is they make everybody in church bad people. But they got to understand, no, you got hurt by individuals in the church. Amen. You didn't get hurt by the church globally, so you can't make every church bad because you got hurt by somebody individually in the church. You got hurt by that person or those people. Amen. But everybody in the church ain't bad. Sometimes we talk too much about what's wrong with the church, but I would suggest to us we need to start talking more about what's right with the church. Amen. I'm saved. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm on my way to heaven. I got blood bought right in access. Amen to the things of God. Somebody give him some praise in this house. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, now catch this today. The Bible says that all have done what? Sin. And fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, right? And so Christ's coming, in his coming, he came to do what? Restore the glory in the body of Christ. He came to restore his glory in the body of Christ, which was lost. Glory in the Greek is simply the weight of God. So how, as a Pentecostal church, can we experience the glory of God unless Jesus came and began restoring what we lost in the first place? He wants us to experience his Shekinah glory. He wants us to experience his raw, authentic presence. That when you come into the presence of God, you can't stay the same. But when you walk out from the presence of God, you will leave changed, you will leave different, you will leave thinking different, you will leave walking different. You'll leave looking different. Hallelujah, somebody. Why? Because I don't know about you, but I can't enter into his presence and stay the same. Hallelujah. Now, I, I say this every time you hear me preach. And I, I do this mostly, uh, most of the time. I do this intentionally. The reason why is because it has so much significance and imperative implications to the body of Christ. But Matthew 4, 17. I love this text of scripture. It says, from that point, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I would suggest to us today that many of us struggle with this principle. Because, watch this, this is, this is important, listen to this. It is impossible to stick a kingdom mindset in a church filter. That is important to every single one of us in here today. Listen, it is impossible to stick a kingdom mind in a church filter. And what Jesus is trying to get us to see is get out of church, get out of church thinking, come on somebody, and step into the kingdom. Stop thinking church and start thinking kingdom because church filter says they're messing with me, but kingdom thinking says who is they? Did you hear what I just said? Church filter says they're messing with me, but 
kingdom thinking says, who is they? Because kingdom people know that I don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness, against rulers of darkness in heavenly places. So they may be individuals who are being led by spirits that are working in the backdrop, but I'm not going to look at you, the individual. Instead, I'm going to start looking around you and say, uh-huh, devil, I, I see you trying to hide behind brother such and such and sister. I see you back there, but you know what, devil? I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I don't know about you, but God has filled us with so much power that when we rebuke that devil better book. Amen, somebody. Yeah, church filter says, my circumstances don't present to me the evidence that this is possible. But kingdom mindset says, irregardless of my circumstance, I walk by faith and not by sight. And all things are possible in Christ Jesus. And so it is possible. It can come to pass. It will come to pass. Why? Because I understand who I am and whose I am. All I'm trying to submit to us today is when Jesus gave us the great commission, he's given us further validation of a few things. John chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. John chapter 10, I believe it is verse 9, he says, I am the door, I am the gate. This is what Jesus says. In other words, listen church, all roads for the believers lead to Christ Jesus, who has, watch this, fully done a work in every single believer, some of which has already been manifested, and some of us is waiting to be manifested. Why? Because we're in a waiting season. And if you're in a waiting season, don't be discouraged. You need to understand the word of God where it says, be not weary in doing good. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. Hallelujah, somebody. Touch your neighbor and tell him, hold on. Tell them, just hold on. Touch somebody beside you and encourage them. Preach with me a little bit. Tell them, hold on, neighbor. Tell them, it's going to be all right. Don't, don't, don't faint now. Don't faint now. It's a little too soon. But, but here's what you need to know and understand. No matter where you are, Jesus is highly concerned for you. And what he's done for us, he has covered us holistically. I'm, I'm talking about the whole man. Who is the whole man, Pastor Terrence? I am so glad you asked me. I want to tell you about him. The whole man is spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, economically, socially. Everybody say this with me. Say spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, economically, socially. That's the whole man. Jesus has us covered whole man. not just Because he's, he's not interested in saving you and just, just getting some of you to advance in life. He wants to hold you advancing in life. And so spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, economically, socially, Jesus is concerned for our lives and he wants us to know today that he has us covered. Now, let's look at Jesus' full coverage for all humanity. Now, I was raised in an old church and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Generation X, but I was raised under some baby boomers. And um, I, I got a little bit of them old songs in me. And um, I don't know if millennials got this part, but unless you just raised any. But I, I was raised in church where they sung this song. And that song said, there is power, power, wonder-working power. Where is it at? In the what? Of the what? 
of the Lamb. Amen. That, that's the church I was raised in, so I'm, I'm old enough to have that deep down in my soul. I understand that there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. And Jesus shed his blood from a few places so that you and I can walk in complete and total victory today. Hallelujah. First of all, let's look at this. First place Jesus bled from to give us complete and total victory, and we just want to parenthetically insert these and, and try to uh, apply, make it applicable to us today. He bled in the Garden of Gethsemane, okay? Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane had a case of hematidrosis. It is a place where an individual can be so stressed and so, so just stressed out where their sweat turns to blood. This is what Jesus experienced in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, and he did this, watch this, holistic man, watch this, so that my will would become his will. Because remember in the Garden what Jesus said, Father, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will be done. Let your will be done. Hallelujah. Watch this. This signifies that Jesus won back our willpower to resist temptation and to resist narcissism. That it's not about me, God. It's whatever you want for my life. And whatever you want for my life, I'm completely satisfied with it. Yes, I got prayers. Yes, I got desires. And I know you said if I delight myself in your word, you would give me the desires of my, my heart. But God, if you don't want me to have it, hallelujah, I want what you want, God, because what you want for me is best for me. Hallelujah, somebody. Second place Jesus bled to give us complete and total victory. Jesus bled in Caiaphas' courtroom. In Caiaphas' courtroom, this is what they did. They plucked his beard and struck his face with a staff, and he bled. You know why he did this? He did this to restore your image. Bible says in Genesis that I'm made in the image and the likeness of God. Praise his name. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. And so if you look in the mirror and you don't like who you see, what you need to do is get in, in, immersed in the, the image of God and let him change your image because he wants to get your image looking just like he looks. Hallelujah, somebody. And so he did this, hallelujah, that, that to, to signify that he's won back our right standing with God and he delivered us from our iniquities, our wickedness, and our sins that we've committed. So he bled in Caiaphas' courtroom. Third place, Jesus bled. Jesus bled to give us total victory, complete and total victory. They took him and they beat his back open. And he bled from his back. I love this because I don't know about you, but I need this one. This is for my healing. Amen. Hallelujah. This is why I love Isaiah 53 and where it says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with and by his stripes we were healed. Amen. We get saved first, but after I'm saved, thank you Lord that he manifests his healing virtue in my body and so this signifies that he has won back my health. His body was broken so that mine can be made whole. Hallelujah. The fourth place that Jesus bled was in, to give us complete and total victory. He bled from the crown of thorn bush that was on his head. He bled from his head. He, he, he bled from his head because he needed to heal my mind. He needed to heal my thinking. Come on, somebody. I, I, I know I'm not the only one in here that every now and then my thinking ain't right. 
But thank you, Jesus. Amen. If, 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 I, I, if I do what the word says, he said he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is where? Stayed on him. Hallelujah. He said, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, he said, I want you to do what? Think on these things. And so he bled from his head to heal my mind, and he's won back my peace, and now I am free from the torment of stinking thinking. Amen, somebody. The enemy can no longer torment my mind. The fifth place Jesus bled, to give us complete and total victory, he bled from his hands. Hallelujah. Now, this signifies that your hands were met, they were not meant to do evil or harm, but your hands were made to lay them on the sick and people recover, amen, where the power of God could flow through you and raise up sick bodies. Hallelujah. You, you can be at work. I said this in the first service, and, and, and you don't have to go around preaching, but you can have somebody that says, oh, I just feel terrible today. And you don't have to say a word. You just walk in your authority and power, and you just walk up behind them and just rub them on the back. They don't know what you're doing, but you in your mind praying and speaking in tongues, and Jesus have your way and manifest your glory in their body. And, and all of a sudden, about an hour later, they start saying, you know what? I feel better. I feel, I just feel good. And you say, yeah, I know why you feel good. Amen. The Jesus that's in me, amen, got inside of you and his glory started manifesting itself. Hallelujah, somebody. Our hands were made for praise and for worship because when you look back over your life and see all he's done, hallelujah. Come on, everybody, just lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. The sixth place Jesus bled to give us complete and total victory. He bled from his feet because he wanted to bless your walk. And this is, this is what else he wanted to do. Genesis 1, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have what? Dominion. He wanted to give you back the dominion that he gave us in the first place. Now, they operated in this in, in the Old Testament. We don't see it too much in the new, but, but I just believe the principle still applies when you walk in in, in, in the authority and the power of God. The Bible says that uh, Joshua and, and so forth, they, every land your foot touch, every land your foot tread upon, I'm going to give it to you. Amen. Now, you, you got to be walking in some major faith and an anointing of God in order to see that promise come to pass for your life today. But I believe if God did it back then, amen, he can still do it today. If you're hearing from God and if you're walking with God and if you're talking with God, amen, somebody. And so he, he won, he's won back our dominion and our authority. The seventh place Jesus bled to give us complete and total victory. He bled from the spear that went into his side. And the Bible says he bled out blood and water. Now this signifies that Jesus won back our joy and he, he's healed us of a broken heart. Now watch this. Blood in scripture is for redemption. We've already said without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So blood takes away death, but water is for imparting life in scripture. So Jesus not only bled from his side, but water came out of his side. And Jesus did two things in that. He, 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 he gave redemption inside of it, but he also imparted life to me. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that he saved me, and I'm grateful that he gave me life at the same time. Somebody need to give him some praise for that. And so watch this. 
his will, his face, his back, head, hands, feet, side, all seven places, Jesus did it just for you and I today so that we would understand the authority and the power and the compassion and the love that Jesus has for every single one of us. Now, I'm here to tell somebody, watch this, you got to get under the things that God has placed over you, and you got to get over the things that God has placed under you. Hear this now. You got to get under the things that God has placed over you, and you got to get over the things that God has placed under you. What do you have to do? You have to walk in your kingdom dominion because sometimes, as the second scripture in Hebrews that we looked at says, sometimes this talks about the sacrifice of praise. Sometimes you got to declare from a hard place in life, even though I'm going through, even though I'm feeling bad, I'm going to offer the sacrifice of praise. Why? Because when I look back over my life and I see where he's brought me from, my soul cries, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so it doesn't matter what I'm feeling. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. All I know is that the God I serve is an amazing God and that he's been good. Hallelujah, somebody. As Pastor Evan was saying, uh, doing at the end of worship, sometimes the doctor presents us with facts. But as believers, we have the truth, which is the word of God. And the word says, no, the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Amen. And so the fact says this, but the truth says, amen, by his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. And so we have to decree and declare from a hard place, God, you are good. And God, you are an amazing God. And I'm going to serve you and I'm going to worship you in the midst of it all. And that no matter what, you got to walk in victory and you got to remember, you got to remember what God has done for you. I remember one day dealing with my orthopedic surgeons. I remember, I remember this, this, this one day I, I went and um, they wanted to um, do an x-ray. So they took me in, they did an x-ray on my hip. And I went in the room and I was in the waiting room and I was, I, not the waiting room, the, the, the room that they had me in and um, I'm, I'm on my phone reading scripture and the doctor walks in. And the doctor says, uh, uh, Terrence, I saw you walk from the x-ray to the, to the room and he said your gait is good he said but your leg being able to cross left and right he said that's, that's what the arthritic hip is causing problems with and um he said i he said man i tell you i look at the x-ray and he said the average person that comes here with with the x-ray that you have if i touch them they're screaming and hollering he says what's wrong with you he said you 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 have a bad hip but you just look like you're so at peace. I said, Doc, I'm glad you asked me. I want to tell you what's wrong with me. I said, Doc, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. And I love Jesus with all my heart. And I said, you know what else, Doc? I feel the pain that you're talking about, but I choose to be happy. Now, somebody need to hear that in this place today. Doc, I feel every single thing that you saw on x-ray. I feel it in my body. But you know what? I said, Doc, I choose to be happy because God has healed me. Amen. Somebody need to be healed from this. God has healed me from whining and complaining, and God has given me joy in my talk. Amen. Now, when I'm home with my baby and I want her to rub me right, amen, I'm like, oh, babe, I'm in so much pain. 
Can you kiss my boo-boo? I'm like, yeah. But I only do that with her. <laughs> Doc said, uh, well, let, 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 let's talk about something else. I said, well, Doc, I'm just telling you. You asked me why I'm so joy-filled. I said, I feel the pain, but Jesus has given me joy down deep in my heart and in my soul. And I choose to be happy, doctor, because Jesus is Lord. Sometimes we got to take our bad situations and use it as an opportunity to witness. Amen. Because God will get glory out of every situation that we're in. And what do we must do? We must choose to praise God. And we must understand that we win because, amen, Jesus won over 2,000 years ago. And Jesus was bruised and broken for us today to walk in healing. And sometimes, church, healing is in our minds. We got to be healed in our minds because if we think right, our perspective about everything else will begin to change. And so Psalm 150 says this. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him. We're talking about the sacrifice of praise. Now he says, praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the tremble and dance. Praise him with the strings and pipes. Praise him with the clash of the cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. It says this, verse 6, let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. And then he says it again. Praise ye the Lord. Can we just give him some praise in this room today? Oh, everybody's not praising him. I'm talking about going through hell and high water, but still got a thank you, Jesus, and a hallelujah anyhow. <laughs> That's what the word of God says. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. And when I read the scriptures one day, I saw it where it says Jesus is riding in town and the folks are praising him. Hosanna. And the, the, the religious leaders of that day, they said, Jesus, you better stop them. And Jesus says, if they don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. And I don't know about you today, but I don't need no rocks crying out for me. I've seen the hand of God move in my life, and I'm grateful enough to be able to go through some hard times, but say thank you, Jesus, anyhow. And God, I'm going to lift my hands in adoration to your name and bless your holy name. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise him because 2 Peter 1 and 4, it tells us he's given us exceeding great and precious promises so that by them we may become partakers of the divine nature. Here's a few. God wants us to know today that I am your strength, Psalm 28 and 7. He wants us to know today that I will never leave you nor forsake you, Hebrews 13 and 5. He wants us to know today that I have great plans for you. Amen. Jeremiah 29 and 11. 
He wants us to know today, I hear your prayers. Go a verse later, Jeremiah 29 and 12, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. He wants you to know today that I will fight for you, Exodus 14 and 14. He wants you to know today that I will give you peace, John 14, 27 and Philippians 4 and 7. He wants you to know today that I will always love you. I have always loved you. I've never stopped loving you, John 3, 16. Listen. And all I'm trying to tell us today in this room is we have full coverage under the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, what clauses do you have to dig in the scriptures and find to apply to your life right now where you are? Because anytime you need a promise from God, God wants you to know he's got you covered. He's got a promise in his word that will apply to your situation, to your circumstances, no matter what you're facing, no matter what reports have come in, God wants you to know he loves you so much that he has you covered. Everybody stand on your feet with me today. I'm done. But praise God. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings. Our service times are 9 o'clock and 1045. For more information, please visit us at highpraises.org.